11 actionable things you and I can do to improve our photography in 2023, part 2. And also some more thoughts on the last episode. Um, <laughs> 11 actionable things you and I can do to improve our photography in 2023, part 1. Hi and welcome to episode 149 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm your host Rick and in each episode I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 27 minutes-ish without the irrelevant details. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. Nope, Google not required for this episode. This, once again, is all in my head. Okay, first here is the answer a bit. Well, this, this episode I'm going to give you the 11 actionable things that you and I can do to improve our photography in 2023. In the last episode, I just gave you the first five. So let's just go through them one by one first. One, get out more and take photos. Two, learn to use all our gear properly. Three, start all over again. Four, simplify and get rid of distractions. Five, really think about composition and now the new stuff. Six, the one photo rule. Seven, learn one new thing. Eight, rethink how you edit your photos. 9. Get a critique. 10. Apply what you learn from that critique. And 11. Reflect on all of this good stuff. Okay, so I covered 1 to 5 in the last episode, so I'm going to get straight on with 6 to 11 in the talky bit. Now these things, they don't cost a penny. They don't cost a cent. They're just ways of taking what we have, what we know, and thinking fresh about how to take better photos. Well, there is the critique, of course, which you might have to pay for, but other than that, no, just stuff that you and I can do. And before I start, I want to say again, composition is king. What you include in a photo and what you do not include in a photo and how the things in a photo relate to each other and what the light is doing, these are the things that make or break a photo. And that's make or break every photo. So with everything you do photographically, everything that I tell you, please remember this. Composition is king. Right, let's get back to the list. Okay, the one photo rule. I love this. I really do love this. See, I I used to take loads of photos. I mean, loads of photos. I used to go out and capture anything and everything. And yeah, I really mean anything and everything. And then I'd get home, I'd import the photos into Lightroom, and I'd search for a decent photo to edit. Yep, that's what I did. Now, does this sound familiar to you? Hopefully not, but if it does, listen on. Well, if it doesn't listen on, don't <laughs> don't go. See, my logic was this. If I photograph everything that I see, I will capture everything, and there will be a load of great photos for me to edit. Yep, how amazing am I? I'm such an amazing photographer that I just go out, take a load of stuff, and I'm done. Well, that kind of thing. I mean, maybe I, maybe I wasn't that bad, but you get the idea. Photograph everything, and there must be a winner in there, right? Well, wrong. I did this for years. Um, I didn't know any better. And then I got a critique of my work. More on this in a bit. And what changed? Well, it's dead simple. Thinking about the composition before taking a photo. And I mean really thinking about the composition. And not trying to find the composition afterwards out of a hundred photos, or hundreds of photos even. See, now when I'm on a shoot for a client, if the brief is 30 photos with specific mandatory shots, these are the photos that I take. Well, okay, I don't just take 30 photos, edit 30 photos, and issue 30 photos. Unfortunately, I'm not that good. But before, I used to take three, four, five photos of the same thing, and they'd, they'd all be from slightly different positions, and now I just take one photo. 
I have the confidence that one photo will do the job, and it does. See, what happened was, if I took three, four, five photos from a very similar view, it was quite difficult choosing which was the best one. I mean, they were probably all fine, they probably all did the job, but when you got five very similar photos, how do you choose the one to edit? It was a real time waste, it was dreadful. So, rather than taking 100 or more photos for a shoot with a 30 photo requirement, I take more like 30 to 50 photos. And that 30 photos for 30 photos, that's my, that's my dream, that's my panacea. If I take 30 photos and give a client those very same 30 photos and I've fully satisfied the brief, I'm a very, very happy person. I've nailed it. I've got it absolutely 100%. Nah, I don't think it'll ever happen, but it's nice to dream, isn't it? And, and that's what I aim for. And one thing it does do, it takes away choosing which photos to edit, which I've got to be honest with you, I hate doing it. Okay, so that's what I do now, but I've taken this a step further. Now, when I'm on holiday, a few times in a week, I'll get up very early and I'll head off to photograph the sunrise. Not the sunset. Me and my wife are in a bar somewhere together. No, sunrises are my thing. But this is the point. Enough about my holiday arrangements. (laughs) I aim to get one photo. That's just one photo. I set up my camera for the photo I want to capture. I then take a number of photos, starting a good time before the sun rises finishing a little time after the sun has risen. I know I'm taking more than one photo for sure, but I'm only after one photo out of all those that I take. There is just cone composition (laughs) that I'm photographing. Well, I've I've got quite early into the script and I found a typo. Um, Cone... (laughs) I've checked this really carefully. Let's try that again. I've, 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 I've corrected the script. There's just one composition that I'm photographing and I am capturing the wonderful changing light. So when I get home, I'll choose the best photo and edit that photo. And I really do this. I only want one photo from Sunrise. I don't want a collection with different... I just want the best one. And these days, I'm so brutal, I'll probably just delete the rest of the photos anyway. Well, I don't need them, do I? I only want the one photo. I've found it. I've edited it. So what use will the other slightly different photos be? None to me. And that reminds me, having done this and deleted the photos, I've never gone back to a sunrise shoot to look for a slightly different photo to edit. I've never done it. I've never felt the need. So um, it's a good discipline to get into. Okay, well, why does this help me? Well, I'm thinking about the photo I'm going to get before I press the shutter release button. I'm not photographing everything hoping to find something good later. No, I've gone full circle. And I think long and hard about what I'm taking a photograph of before I take it. This is the point of photography, isn't it? We we need to put our time and energy into the composition, into the photo that we're taking. This is what I do, but it's taken me a long time to learn this. Okay, moving on. Learn one new thing. Well, whatever that one thing may be. I mean, I learned how to create a podcast. I mean, I decided that I wanted to do this and I did it. I had no idea before I started what to do, but I wanted to do this. And now look at me, 140, (laughs) I forgot, and nine episodes in. I'm not saying you need to start a podcast. Oh, no. Well, not unless you want to, that is. And, And if you do, well, drop me a line and I can help you. Now, learn one new thing and see what it gives you. See, there might be something that you've thought of trying that you just never got round to doing. So why not just do it? Not knowing how to do something you want to do is no longer a barrier to doing something. It's just something you need to get through. So, learn one new photography thing, and when you've done it, 
let me know what it was and how you got on and how good it was and how much it's changed your photographic world. Now, that might sound flippant, but in all seriousness, doing something that you've thought about doing but never got round to doing, it's, it's a brilliant thing to do. It's a brilliant way to grow and develop as a photographer. Next point, rethink how you edit your photos. It's very easy to get into a fixed way of working and just stick with it. And the more you edit photos, the more this can apply. I got used to editing in a certain way. I had very rigid, fixed workflows. I mean, sure, these are ultra-efficient, but as I told you in the last episode, they were boring. Well, (laughs) they still are boring. But good news. I've gone back and I've changed a few things. And I've given myself the license to play around more, which has reinvigorated me and led to me creating some new photos recently that are much better than the previous ones. And it's given me another injection of fresh enjoyment into my photography. I'm not saying I wasn't enjoying it, but it's just it's just made editing photos a joy again, which is brilliant. No, no boring workflow for me anymore. Sure, I need to get the job done. Of course I do. But I also need to work outside what I've been doing and to, to be more creative. Give myself the time and the freedom and the permission. So think about how you edit your photos and start again and see where it takes you. Give yourself the permission, the freedom, the time. Get some enjoyment back if you've lost it. And another thing you can do, well, you can give yourself a fixed amount of time to edit photos. This is a great little thing to do. Give yourself five minutes to edit one photo. And when you've done this, do the same thing, but give yourselves 10 minutes to do a new edit on the same photo. Now do this and see what happens. I I very rarely spend anywhere near five minutes editing a photo, so when I gave myself ten minutes, it was um, it was brilliant. There are all the things that I thought I didn't have time to do to a photo that I just just got on with doing, and the results were great. Really happy with them. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed getting some new and much more thoughtful and creative and well processed photos. Okay, get a critique. The game changer. Well, it was for me. And it's the one thing that might cost you some money. So why is this so important? Well, as ever, I'd like to use me as an example of exactly why getting a critique can be a game changer. I'm sat in and I'm holding my head for some reason. I'm not really sure about See, some years ago, I was applying to join the British Institute of Professional Photography. That's BIPP for short. Now, the BIPP is the oldest association for, for professional photographers. Easy for you to say, Rick. They'd be lucky to have me, right? Well, I mean, I was brilliant way back then, wasn't I? So surely all I need to do is apply and that's it. Job done. They will take one look at my amazing photos and they will be almost begging me to join them. That's what I thought. Well, I might have thought that. Maybe not so extreme, but I'm just trying to make a point here. And this is the point. Reality. The door to reality blew open and hit me in the face. Did that work as an analogy? No, that wasn't in my script. I was ad-libbing, which is always a mistake, isn't it? No, reality hit. That was not the case. I was not as good as I thought I was. Nowhere near as good as I thought I was. I presented my portfolio, 40 of my best photos, 40 of the best photos you could ever wish to see. They're brilliant. They're amazing. You're going to love them. And I watched them being sorted into three piles. Now, I think it was three piles. It might have been two, but it was a good few years ago, to be fair. And As I said before, I can barely remember what I was doing yesterday. So, you know, going back 10 odd years, who knows? So we'll say it was three piles and the piles were yes, no and maybe. 
I'm pretty sure there's a maybe part. It might have just been a yes, no, but we'll go with that, okay? Here are the scores on the doors. Here are the numbers, the painful reality. Remember, 40 photos. Yes, 5. No, 25. Maybe, 10. Yep, that's how good I was. Or was not, and this is when the magic happened. See, each photo was analysed quickly, and I was told the good and the bad, and very nicely it has to be said by my mentor, a very nice chap by the name of Bryn. And this was the first time I'd ever been through this process. It was it's probably the first time that somebody else had looked at my photos. It's just been me looking at my photos up to this point. Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host, Matt Heslin, brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. So a proper critique, it's, it's when someone who knows what they're doing tells you straight about your photos. All they've got is what's in front of them. There's no backstory, no dramatic tales of battling the odds to get the shot. Just the photo, just what you can see in front of you. And this is the point. This is how the rest of the world sees your photos. All they're thinking about is what they're looking at. Nothing else matters, just what they can see. And this is why I recommend that every photographer who wants to take the photography seriously gets a critique. It will open your eyes. It will improve your photography. But it does need to be from someone reputable. Someone who is respected and knows what they're talking about. And someone you can trust. That's important. And you have to accept what you're told. No point getting a critique and ignoring what you're told. See, I learned some very harsh lessons in my first critique. I probably learned more in that hour and a half than I did in the two years before it. And I spent a lot of time studying leading up to this. But all the learning was from a highly respected professional photographer. And all that learning was directly on the photos that I had created. For the first time, I knew what was good and bad in the photos I'd presented, and most importantly, why they were good or bad or indifferent. So for the first time, I really got photography, and from this point on, my photography improved massively. A few months later, I had some new photos and a better, for- and a better, portfolio-, and a better portfolio, and I got accepted. Yay, a happy ending to a story. What's not to love? So that's why I'm going to labour the point here. Apply what you learn from that critique. Yep, you've just got to take it on the chin. You've asked for a critique, so you have to accept what you're told and apply that going forward in every photo that you take. And this principle applies to other learnings. There's no point learning stuff and then not applying it. You might as well have not bothered. That's why it's good to learn one thing at once. Now, I've wasted so much time and money on learning things and not applying them and and getting nowhere in the process. Get a critique and act on it. You won't regret it. Well, I hope you won't. And if you're particularly sensitive about your photos and people criticising them, it might not be the thing for you. Sorry to say that, but it's a harsh world out there and people on the internet aren't going to hold back at telling you if your photos are rubbish. So best hear it from somebody who knows what they're talking about, eh? Next point, reflect on all this stuff. 
Yeah, this is nothing too heavy. It's, it's just me saying to you, just think about what you're doing. Now, I apply a lot of what I've talked about when I go back to photos taken many years ago. Photos that I edited many years ago that I've, <laughs> I've actually forgotten that I had. And I've probably forgotten taking them. So take all this good stuff and think about what you're doing and, and where you want to go with your photography. Always worth just taking stock and, and thinking and seeing if you can find better and different ways of doing things. That was a talky bit. So what if I use a phone and not a camera? Well, it all applies, same as in the last episode. A phone is a device that you can use to take photos. A camera is another device that you can use to take photos. So all of the above applies. You can do all 11 things and hopefully you'll take better photos with your phone. So it's very easy to just have the the thought that photos taken on a phone are snaps. They're not that important, just phone pictures. But this isn't the case. These days, with the quality of images that you can capture, a phone, I repeat, it's, it's just another device that you can use to take photos. Now, sure, there are benefits to using a camera. Of course there are. But you can take rubbish photos just as easily with a camera as you can with a phone. It's not the camera that makes the photos great. It's how the photos are taken and what's in them. Okay, no more to say on that. What do I do? Well, all of the above. And not just once, but certainly once a year, I'll stop and take stock and think about all these things that I've talked about here. See, these two podcast episodes are actually the summary of what I've just done, which has given my photography a wonderful refresh. It's probably more than a year since I last did this. I've been so busy doing stuff that I've not given myself the time to think about what I'm actually doing. But having a rethink has given me some new things that I apply when I'm taking photos. And also, it's completely reinvigorated. I must must stop writing in such big and complicated words like reinvigorated. I I was going to come up with a clever shorter version of reinvigorated, but I can't. It's also... Made my photo editing much better. There you go, that'll do. But but more than anything, it's reminded me of the importance of everything up to the point of actually taking a photo. That's the important bit. What you or I are taking a photograph of and why. What we're including in that composition and what we're not including in the composition. I'm talking here about that one photo I'm trying to get. Yep, that one photo thing again. I take much fewer photos now than I ever have. And I've got rid of a job that I hated, which is going through a load of photos to find a good one to edit. And and thankfully, I've had my critique. Well, I had more than one, to be fair. I had to have another one before I got my next level qualification. And I'm now an associate of the British Institute of Professional Photography, ABIPP, which I'm tremendously proud of, by the way. It's an interesting point, actually, one that just came up with there. This isn't me just coming up with something to fill a podcast episode with. This is me capturing what I've been doing with my photography. And, and, and this is what I've been doing for a number of years now. And it works and it helps me. And I'm, I'm glad I put this together. I can share it with you because I, I hope it helps you as well. Okay, some thoughts from the last episode. Well, <laughs> these are 11 actionable things. I don't need to tell you what the last It's the same thing, part one, isn't it? Obviously, these things are related. So all I want to say here is that everything I've told you, you and I can do. Most of them cost nothing other than time and a bit of brain power and a bit of effort, let's be honest. But these things can help you and I to take better photos, which will help us to improve our photography. And speaking for myself, this has definitely happened. This has definitely helped me improve my photography, take better photos 
and enjoy it more. So it's just great. It's a win. Oh, I just stopped myself then from saying it's a win-win because I hate that. Sorry, sorry. I should have. <laughs> I should have kept quiet. Right. The next episode. Well, episode one hundred and fifty. Blimey. What should I do? Well, this is what I'm going to do. How does a camera work? The stuff you need to know and no more. Yep, I first covered this in episode two with the cunningly, ti- with the cunningly titled How Does a Camera Work? So I'm going to go into more depth and tell you the bits you need to know about and which bits we just have to accept are what they are. And that's the clever techie things that we don't need to understand. The episode two is the most downloaded episode to date, so I'm looking forward to recording this episode again, and um, quite a lot. I really am looking forward to it. So when I first recorded this episode, I was restricted to 10 minutes back in the day, but not anymore. I try to do no more than 27 minutes. Don't ask me why 27 minutes. <laughs> I really can't tell you. Well, it's less than half an hour and more than 20 minutes. That's the best I can do. But I'm going to... I'm going to have the time to give a much fuller explanation, but again, only telling you the bits that you need to know and no more. I'm going to give myself freedom on this one. It will take as long or as short as it takes. I'm just going to write what I need to write and tell you it. So now some stuff for you to do, if you don't mind, dear listener. First off, if you have a photography question you want me to answer in plain English in less than 27 minutes-ish or longer or shorter, but still without the relevant details, of course, just head over to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start where you can find out what to do. Or just say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. And another thing, another ask of you, a small favour. If you enjoyed this episode, please write a nice review on your podcast provider of choice. And also post it on your social feeds. That'll help me. And, and don't forget to follow my podcast to make sure you get the next episode as soon as it is released, which should be two weeks today at 3pm. Time in England. It's, B- it's not BST, is it? Because it's February. It's GMT. Well, three o'clock in the afternoon here in England, okay? One last thing. Well, I enjoyed these two episodes and hope that you did too. These are the things that I've done to give my photography a bit of a kickstart. So my, so my question to you is this. Have you done any of the things that I've talked about, dear listener? Are you going to do the stuff I've talked about? Well, let me know your thoughts and anything else that we can all do that I haven't mentioned. That's actually a really good point. I've told you things I do to give my photography a bit of a refresh and a bit of a bit of a reboot. So why don't you tell me the things that you've done, which will help me and everybody else. So look forward to hearing from you. That's all. Well, this episode, it was brought to you by, um, well, the script says a good old cheese and pickle sandwich and a bag of salt and vinegar crisps all washed down with a diet Pepsi. Not the case. No, today's food of choice was... Leftover chips from a chippy tea Tuesday night, microwaved and slapped into two slices of buttered bread with a little bit of ketchup on it. Very nice indeed. All washed down with, um, well, nothing because I forgot to and my cup of tea has gone cold now. Before I settled down in my homemade, acoustically cushioned recording emporium. I've got a new arrangement of cushions and blankets today, which I'm just trialling out, which is... um. Looking, well, it's not, how can it look good or an arrangement of cushions and blankets on a podcast? It sounds okay to me, so this might be my arrangement for the future because it, it gives me a bit more space and a bit more freedom and a bit less gaffer tape involved. I'll stop waffling there, don't worry. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast, it says here, and for giving me 27 minutes-ish of your valuable time. 
Yeah, well, I say 27. I'm reckoning this one's going to be 24 minutes. I'm not sure why, because I wrote more words than the last script, but I seem to have got through it quicker, even though I thought I was talking a bit slower. So that's a bit of a mystery. I'll try and unravel that one in the editing. Maybe I just smashed it. Anyway, I'll stop there. Take care. Stay safe. Cheers from me, Rick.